This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the radio program called Warning. Also, all of those that are watching on our podcast programs, social media, Roku, welcome. I have Tony, what's your last name? Benelli. Benelli. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's that's a good last name. But Tony Benelli, he's from Mission Motors. He's the owner of Mission Motors in Stanwood, Washington. Tony Benelli, welcome to the Warning Radio program. Thank you for having me. Well, I interviewed you once. I was here in the studio, and you were around Washington, D.C. in a convoy. I was, yes. And uh, why don't you tell us, the audience, what were you doing in that convoy? Well, God allowed me the opportunity to go in the convoy, and uh, we, I spent two months with him, two months with the convoy. We traveled across the United States, stayed in Washington, D.C. for uh, about a month, and then we traveled back across the United States, back to Arizona, California, basically. We went with the intention of, I guess, spreading the word, really. You know, when I first went, it was interesting. I, I thought, we're going to go make a change. Right. Yes. And traveling across the country was amazing. And the amount of people that came out to show their support and to put their hopes in us was quite something else. We've got to Washington, D.C. We saw how corrupt it was. We saw how it was a trap. We saw how much they hate us. Quite honestly, they hate the human population, to be honest with you. Actually, almost got set up by some feds, kind of a January 6th deal but really fell in love with the people that we did the convoy with. Um, a lot of like-minded people, a lot of Christians that were already there. I actually thought I was going to go and, and witness and spread the gospel. And when I got there, there was already quite a bit of that going on. So it was more of a, I guess, observation trip for me. Interestingly enough, what really came out of it was I figured out that it's up to us to change things. It's not up to a group necessarily, or even a, during that deal, there was a self-appointed leader. Um, and that, uh, that fizzled out with the self-appointed leader because it depended on one person. Um, but the, what was growing was the belief in Christ that he could save us from everything. So, Amen. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tony and I have been discussing again what we need to do as Christians. You know, we, we shared how I'm trying to get 200,000 people in every nation reading our news articles, pastoral articles, every two weeks so we can equip and, and warn and develop prepare the church for what's happening, and, and they're ready for what's going to happen. And they're also trained and equipped so they can help other people. And that's one way of getting the gospel out, fulfilling the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. But also we're trying to get 2,000 intercessors in every nation praying. But uh, not for Jesus to do our job. He won't do our job. 
But he said, pray for yourself that you can do the will of the Father. So, you know, Jesus isn't coming out of heaven to save anybody's nation until the Battle of Armageddon. He gave you that commission. And he said, you go and make disciples of every nation. Go tarry and be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You make disciples in every nation. So you and I, and that's why you went to bring change. We are supposed to go and make disciples and bring change in the nations. Tony? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, During the trip, what I realized that I was focusing on um, people that weren't necessarily in my life. It was people that I met along the road or people that I was traveling with that I had no real relationship with. And when I got back, it was real interesting what God did with me. He had me on, I was on kind of a journey of starting this uh, website and all this other stuff. And he really just rocked my world and said, you're going to stay home and you're going to focus on home, um, including my own home life and the people that uh, I employ and the people that come into my business daily. And it really, really rocked my world Um, because I have a a tendency to think big and and go big and this was a shift for me to stay focused on what was around me and um, in fact the other day I heard um, another pastor say and this hit me really hard the land of the free depends on the home of the brave and change does not start in the White House instead it starts in our house and it really just resonated with me and really just focusing on the people that are in my life every day and I have a lot of interactions with customers and I'd kind of gotten away from um, spreading the gospel with my customers. I'd relied on some employees to do it. And God just really showed me this is the time right now. It's you're talking to everybody about it. Whether they want to receive it or not, you plant that seed. And that's what I've really been focused on lately. And it's, it's quite honestly, it's enjoyable. Amen. Amen. We all have a responsibility, all of us, no matter where you are, what you do, to share your faith. Because you will be somewhere where I'm not, where Tony's not. But yet we have a responsibility collectively to bring the kingdom of God to earth. We have to share our faith where we're at. And yes, one of the responsibilities, even if you bring a pastor on staff, is I always wanted him to bring his family with him when we Mm -hmm. talked because I wanted to watch his family. The Bible is very clear. If you cannot rule, lead, be a father, a husband to your family, how can you help the body of Christ, other families. Right. So that that is a great responsibility all of us have is to make sure we do our responsibility and minister to our families, yeah. our wife, our children. So important, Tony. Well, I, I think so many people get caught up in doing it for other people. Yes. Right? And I was. I was caught up. I went on the road, didn't see my family for two months, and I was caught up into when I came back what I was going to do for everybody else. And, you know, God always has his way of showing us what we need to be doing. And uh, it was a difficult transition for me. But I I look at it now and, you know, there was some stress uh, that came along with trying to do it outside God's will. And now that I'm in God's will of what I'm supposed to be doing, it is so enjoyable. It is so enjoyable. And to come at people with an open heart and open mind and understand that what they're seeing and what everything that's going on is designed to divide the family right now and to divide us in relationships. And if you're conquering that, man, you, you go home at night and you feel so good. You, you, you leave it all on the court, as they say, or all on the field, as they say. And I go home every night and I pass out almost as soon as I walk in the door and I get up in the morning and I am so excited to go at it again. So, Amen. And there's always that 
preparation. Every harvest, there, there's different stages in the harvest, and there's seasons of change. And so you're in a season, yep. and, and God has even other things, but right now you're in this season. We're all in different seasons of life, seasons of change. Look what uh, Joseph had to go through before he could be right under Pharaoh. Look at what he had to go through. Mm-hmm. And God's developing him. And uh, he went through different seasons of his life before God could use him to not only save uh, the Hebrews, but to save the Egyptians. Yep. And God used him mightily, but there were seasons. And he had to be patient as he went through each stage. Yep. I think that is a key, patience. That's a big key. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, because we can get ahead of God. Oh, absolutely. I've done it plenty of times in my life, for sure. If you wanted to be honest, we all have. Mm -hmm. All of us have got ahead of God, and uh, sometimes uh, uh, we have to get bucked off that horse and realize, oh, that's right, God, Uh, you're supposed to be leading this horse. Right, right. Well, I'll tell you, Tony, uh, I've heard about how serious you are for the Lord. I've always appreciated that. And you're in Stanwood. Uh, Believe me, uh, we need serious people for the Lord in Stanwood. It seems to be a laid-back little town, but I'll say this honestly, there's a lot of evil going on, too, in this little town. Mm -hmm. A lot of drugs in the schools. Yep. And I'll tell you what, you have a tremendous testimony yourself. How, how God brought you out of addiction and set you free. And now you help other people in this. Yep. You've used your work to help people. And that's always impressed me. You want to share just a little bit on that? Uh, on the testimony itself a little bit? Yeah. yeah and, so and what you're doing, I mean, you, you, you hire people and help them. We do. Yeah. We're a second chance employer. I've learned not to be a third chance employer, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. but a second chance employer for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was healed 12 years ago of a drug addiction, opiate addiction, cocaine addiction. Wow. And as soon as I was healed, I, I turned to God and said, okay, what do you want me to do? You healed me. I literally went to bed one night, woke up the next day without any urges. Wow. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, my habit was about a 20 thousand dollar a month habit so it was pretty large habit and uh and i said all right god what do you want me to do you want me to be a pastor what do you want me, you know i've got to save the world somehow now and uh, <laughs> he basically told me use the town and i'd been in the car business for 30 years that's how i got mixed up in the drugs and i mean there's all sorts of reasons right but um that was what i knew and i said well you probably don't want me to do that a car guy is not a shining example of a perfect christians or anything you know and God said, uh, no, use the talents I've given you for my kingdom. Just quit using them for your own. And a light bulb went off in my head. And, and at that point, I had zero finances, zero money, zero income. I'd got caught stealing from my previous employer. So, But once I got on that and got to what God wanted me to do, he brought all the finances. Within a year, we were able to open up our first Mission Motors. And we, um, as a team, we devote ourselves to... Hearing people's needs, uh, whatever that may be, we've sent uh, over a dozen people to rehab. Um, I have a great rehab facility that we work with down in Elma, Washington. Uh, set, in fact, I'll set free ministries. If anybody needs to go anywhere, look up a set free ministry in your area. Okay, they're great. They don't uh, require any money. If you want to donate to them, that's great. And um, we've uh, over a fifty percent success rate of people that we've sent there, which is I think pretty good in that arena. Praise the Lord. Um, and it's a Christian ministry, so. But yeah, God just uh, God just opened the doors for me, and um, 
You know, I got ahead of him when I was traveling. Basically, during COVID, I'll just be honest with you. I took a few years off, basically, from my business, right? And um, God has brought me back to it now. And um, I am there every day. I'm there 12 hours a day. And again, I'm, I am absolutely loving it. Wow. Um, and, you know, as you get older, you think, well, I could retire, take a little time away. You're not getting away from God. <laughs> so no matter what, he wants you there. And I thought, well, I'll just go preach to the world. I'll go travel across the country, preach to the world. And God's like, you're way ahead of me. You're coming back home. And this is where you're staying right now. Wow. So. Wow. Retire. <laughs> right. I don't want to hear that, Tony. I don't think I mean, How old are you? I'm 53. So well, I, I'm 68. <laughs> yeah. Now, you can't retire before I do. I, it's, oh, it's definitely not in the plans anymore. That's so. right. That's right. That's right. I mean, we got a world to save. We're in a battle. What is there to retire right. until Jesus rules and reign? Man, we are fighting. Right. We're warriors. Yep. We're eagles. Absolutely. And that's <laughs> where I thought he had me traveling to spread the gospel. Right? Yes. And guys, like, you're not, no, you're staying home to spread the gospel and you're going to do it right from where I have you right now. Well, so. look at the Roman Empire. They tried to expand all over the place and they lost Rome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, man, you can't lose home. Yep. Nope. You can't lose your base. And so that's tremendous. You know, that is a great testimony that you didn't have to go through a rehab. You just went to, you were just immediately delivered. I was immediately delivered, yeah. Not, wow. not a single urge or desire since that day. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what our God can do. Yeah, amen. And we're certainly not against people going through rehab programs. It's important. And for a lot of people, it's necessary. But I'll tell you what, God can just right now, instantly set you free. Right. Right, Tony? Yep. Right now. He's he's a healer. Right now. He's in the business of healing, so. I don't do this all the time, but uh, I want you to pray right now. People are watching. People are listening, and you pray that they're going to look to God and expect to be set free. Pray, Tony. Amen, Lord. Uh, Dear Lord, we just come to you right now, and I just want a a prayer for when I was in my addiction, I was always looking for something to cure me, Lord, and it was when you came into my life that cured me. And Lord, I just pray for anybody that's struggling with addiction, desires, uh, thoughts. uh, I don't know, Lord, I'm seeing even depression right now, Lord. And people turning to the medical community, which maybe you need, but Lord, we know that you can heal that, Lord. You can bring in, you can fill that void, Lord, just like you did me. You brought a miracle. You healed me. I don't even know when during the night, at one night you healed me, Lord. And I'm calling that in. Someone someone listening right now is dealing, I just feel like someone is dealing with depression that Lord could heal. Just have an open mind to it and be ready to receive it because it's coming. It's coming in a way that you've never expected. And this is someone that's been dealing with depression for a long time, Lord. Long, long time. You know who that person is. And we're calling it in right now. And we're looking forward to what you're going to do and the testimony that they can someday sit and give to another audience, Lord. And we look forward to it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'll tell you, again, I have Tony. He's the owner of Mission Motors here in Stanwood, Washington. And what's the what's the phone number down there at Mission Motors? It's 360-939-2617. Or if you go on our website, missionmotors.net, you can send us a message through there. Anything you just need to talk about, encouragement, um, whatever you may need. So again, Mission Motors, Stanwood, Washington. Tony is the owner. So um, there you go. There's a, there's my plug uh, for for if you're looking for a car so um, or a truck. 
car, truck, minivan, even service work. We do. We've opened up full service department now. So you can come and get your car service. We, we can tow your car. We open a tow truck service actually January 1st. We're kicking that off. So wow. um, whatever you may need. And, and, and I'll just tell you, since I, since God's brought me home and had me stay at home, the opportunity he's given me for more outreach is amazing. Right. Yes. Here I thought I was, you know, doing what you, you know, I look at what you're doing and you're reaching the world. Right. And that's what I thought I had to do. And God has different calling in everybody's life for me to stay home. And he's given me other tools to be able to reach people. I look at a tow service as an opportunity to help someone at their lowest time. No one wants to call and get a tow truck. That's right. Right. No, no one's ever looking forward to that. What can we bring when we go to tow their car? How can we listen to them? How can we pray for them? How can we encourage them? Whatever it may be, right? So it's pretty cool when you get into what God's calling you to do and the things he does for you is amazing. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, I'll tell you what, you are reaching the world. And so you're, you're around the world today, Tony. And so <laughs> your testimony and your words right now, and everybody needs to know wherever you live, um, I used to, when I was leading churches in Africa, and uh, I would tell my staff, when you're going to this location, I would send them uh, on an assignment every day. We met four hours. We prayed. Uh, we'd, we studied the Word of God. We went over the, the day before where they went, what they did. And then I said, okay, along the journey today, when you're going to your location, make sure you have eyes to see and ears to hear of divine appointments. Yep. Not just what Pastor Hansen is sending you for. You know, God might have a divine appointment along the way. Yep. Don't miss it. Yep. Don't miss it. Well, he's going to trust you with it. There you right? go. So it's and, you have to honor him by doing, if someone's in front of you with that, you have to honor him by being able to impart that to them. And that's it. And and where you now have trained your people, you're, you're picking up these people, they're at the low point. Hey, have eyes to see and ears to hear what this person needs. Right. And I think that is important. Yep. Because not every person that responds to you would be a minister of the gospel. Right. And and that's what they need to understand. They're a minister of the gospel. And uh, who knows what God will use them to do in these people's lives. Well, and and I want to encourage everybody that is watching that no matter what gifting God has given you, it is a gifting from God. And if you're always looking to how can you help somebody through that, I mean, who would think selling cars? I had a gal in there yesterday crying over being able to buy a car. Wow. And it gave me an opportunity to speak to her about Christ. You bet. You know, and then we ended up praying with her. And she was bawling the whole time. I'm sure if someone walked in the showroom floor, they probably thought we were beating her up. But she was crying because she was happy. Yes. And she had something to look forward to. And so, you know, I tell a lot of people, whatever gifting God's given you, that's a widget to get to the people that you need to get to. Right. So that's good. I encourage everybody, whether you're working at AMPM, pumping gas, whatever it may be, that's your opportunity. So that's good. We need to be ready in season and out of season to share our faith. And that's the love of God. That's the grace of God. That's the mercy of God. I I know that I'm going to be preaching a message here shortly uh, in our in our church on the grace of God. And uh, you know the grace of God. I know the grace of God. Uh, But for the grace of God, I mean, you'd still be in your addiction of $20,000 habit a month. But for the grace of God. And I think that's so important, grace, Tony. Mm -hmm. I I can't agree more. Grace is, you know, and there's, I would even say there's, 
there's no different level of grace as far as what God gives you. It's the grace that we receive. There's a different level. And as you're on your journey with Christ, you find yourself receiving grace in areas that you never thought you could. Um, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, that was grace. I was ever start everywhere you turn now. It's grace, grace, grace. Right. And at first when I was first, uh, healed, uh, you know, I kind of had to look for grace a little bit and I, I was still dealing with the stuff of the world. So, but now everything, I look at everything as great. I mean, it could be something you're stuck in traffic. That's grace. You know, your, your plane didn't take off. That's grace, you know? So, uh, it's how we want to look at it and how we want to receive it. Amen. And then we can pass on the grace of God. Amen. We can pass it on. Yep. I mean, many times, as you said, you know, uh, some people have been stuck Missed a flight, and that flight crashed. Right. And the right. grace of God, they weren't on that flight. You know, when something happens when I'm traveling, I that's what I, I go back to. Whether I'm delayed in traveling, had a flat tire, and I, w- I would tell the people in the car, you know, we don't know why this happened for sure. Right. And maybe God was preventing us from being killed. Absolutely. But the grace of God. Yep. I, I tell you what, once I really understood grace— then I was able to love the unlovely. Hmm, not true. And and before I understood it, I wasn't able to love the unlovely, Tony. I'll just tell you. Right. I used to be in law enforcement. And um, tell you what, sometimes you're dealing with the worst of society. And you understand the system and there's no justice. And, and sometimes you're tempted uh, not to be very uh, charitable right. yep. to those that you have to arrest. Yep. But I'll tell you what, once I understood the grace of God... When I put him in the back seat, I was trying to lead him to the Lord before I booked him in jail. Right. I was trying to lead him to the Lord. This is my chance. Right. You know, they're not running right. away from me. Right. No, you had a captive audience <laughs> at I that time. I got a captive audience. They're in the back seat. Right. And uh, they can't get to me and they're handcuffed. Right. I did my best to lead him to the Lord. Yep. And I did. I helped a lot of people. But I first had to understand grace. Right. So important. Yeah, and loving your enemies. Right? Loving your I mean, enemies. Loving your enemies was, <laughs> it's been a long journey for me on that one, but loving your enemies, once you really embrace that, the grace can flow through a lot easier. You bet. You know? And you're, look, you're just, you're accepting grace wherever you go. You're accepting grace. And once you can accept it, you can give it. So Yeah. No, that that's so good. You know, th- there's a saying, hurting people hurt people. Right. Yep. Yeah, but once you can have the grace of God, then you can give the love of God in, instead of the your anger. Well, and I think that's where a lot of the churches nowadays miss out, right? It's not about a lot of the regular churches. And I don't, I don't want to speak bad about churches, no, but I understand. churches out there, the, the grace does not flow through the church. Yes. Yes. It, it ends at that front door. That's right. That's so, right. That's right. Know, and I think that we're the church. We've got to give grace. And, uh, even sometimes with our own pastors and stuff, we've got to impart that grace, give grace. Yep. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, you mentioned, you know, the front door sometimes, and sometimes when people leave church, they turn into a different person. Yeah. Yep. Where they should be the same type of loving person that they were inside the door. Yeah. Because outside is where the harvest so, is. where it is. That's the harvest. Yeah. And I deal with a lot of people. We get a lot of people at our, our car lot. They'll come in and say, well, you're religious. And the first thing I say is I'm not religious. I love Jesus Christ died on the cross, save us all from our sins. But that gives that opportunity. So many conversations I have are about church hurts and the fact that there was just no grace given. Yeah. Right? yeah. And if I get a chance to talk to that about with a lot of people, it, it, it helps them understand 
a little bit where everybody's coming from. And if you can get, grasp the grace that you've been given, um, but you know, a lot of times we put that back on the church, like, well, they hurt me, you know, and it's unfortunate that it happens, but no matter what happens to us, we've got to accept the grace. That's right. And, and people don't go to church for other people. They go to church to serve God. Right. And we need to understand that. Yes, hopefully we're being imparted unto and taught properly. You got a good church. But if somebody hurts you in that church, um, God hasn't hurt you. Right. So you're not going to quit quit serving God because of a person hurt you. Right. God has not hurt you. Right. It was a sinner saved by grace. Right. He's just not developed or she's not developed more. And I haven't met that um, non-sinner that's saved by grace yet, I guess, until I die. There you go. We are all on our journey (laughs) of becoming more lovable. Right. And to give more grace as we understand it. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you're listening to the Warning Radio program or you're watching it on our social media, on Rumble, on different formats, including today YouTube and uh, podcast. I've had Tony Mission Motors, Mission Motors, Stanwood, Washington. If you can see him, uh, I'm looking at him right now. He's got Mission Motors for the people. So Stanwood, Washington. Again, Mission Motors. And uh, may God richly bless you. Remember, look to the Lord. He will give you grace. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.